0: This show is for you.
1: We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work.
0: This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Aloha from the North Shore of Hawaii. Welcome back to the Family Brand Show. Melissa and I, just just, have we've been discussing lately how many lessons we have learned and continue to learn from. The island, like Hawaii is teaching us, wouldn't you say? And lessons that we would have never anticipated actually being taught. And it's kind of interesting that an an area or a certain community, there's a lot for it to teach you. And one of the questions Melissa's asked a lot of times since we've been here is, what are we supposed to learn here?
2: It's a question I just, I'm always thinking like, okay, I, I know we felt like super compelled to be here why are we supposed to be here? Like, what is that purpose? Am I learning everything I need to learn here? Are we as a family taking everything from this experience that we can or that we were quote unquote supposed to get?
0: But it's actually been really useful. And I think it might <laughs> it might sound obvious, but you're more likely to find something when you're looking for it. So that wore off on me. And I started asking, well, yeah, what what am I supposed to learn here? Like, what are the lessons that I could... Yeah, that that would be beneficial, and I started finding them. So sometimes I think it's it's also this is, there's a lesson in this that if you look, you'll find things that otherwise might might be right in front of you that an area or a person or situation is trying to teach you that you miss. So that's has a really fun question, and we started making this list of there's so many profound things that I feel like Hawaii has taught us and continues to teach us, and so we thought, man, it might be fun to just once once a month one of our episodes until we run out of lessons we dedicate one episode a month to
2: a lesson and i think part of the reason why we're really nostalgic is because our time in hawaii was intended to be well initially it was like 6 months we were like let's go for 6 months and then that bumped out to okay maybe 9 months and then a year we're going to be here a year for sure but then after that we're we're deciding like our year's up in december the beginning of december so it's we're just looking at it like our time here might be ending in December. So let's soak it all, let's soak it all up.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so the, the lesson that is most present for us right now that we've been talking about is around this idea of just things like possessions, materialism, right? Like, because one of the things that Melissa keeps saying is if we do feel called to go somewhere else, I want us to take with us wherever we live in the world, just some of the lessons we've learned around simplifying our life. Because one of the really refreshing things about where we're at, especially I think on the North Shore, I don't know how else to describe it other than just (laughs) materialism just isn't a thing out here. Like no one cares what kind of car you drive. And even more importantly, you don't care what kind of car you drive for the most part. Mm -hmm. No one cares what kind of clothes you wear, what kind of home you live in.
2: If you did your hair that day, if you put on makeup that day, if your kids look like they did any of the things that... (laughs) involved getting ready for the day it's like all good it's all okay
0: yeah every kid on the island especially on the north shore just runs around in a swimsuit or board shorts and that's it
2: and you oftentimes no shoes
0: yeah you go in the grocery store most most guys aren't wearing shirts no one's wearing shoes and it's just like this like even playing field and it's just so refreshing that one you know that you don't really care and you know that no one else cares and in fact People might even care if you did try to be like really showy or flashy. Like it just wouldn't jive out here.
2: Like I've heard of people getting their cars like keyed. If you have a nice car, like it might get keyed.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so we, we also were, were talking one time. You wouldn't know out here who quote unquote has money or who's wealthier and who or who doesn't. And even if you did, it wouldn't change anything. And I think on the mainland, at least places where we've lived, there's this desire almost or this pressure or this encouragement to just pursue more, right? Like more things, more possessions, a bigger house, a nicer car. And it's not like that. It's not only that that desire doesn't exist out here. It's actually the opposite. There's, there's a true desire for less, less things, a smaller home, less expensive cars. And it's just been, really refreshing. Like, I think I shared this on a podcast or someone that my main mode of transportation is like a kind of older beat up minivan. And I would have never told you I'd be cool with that ever. Like I had the nicest, at least in my opinion, I had a really nice truck that I love brand new C71 Chevy Silverado that I don't miss at all. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I, and it was a cool truck, but yeah, it just that lesson. I think there's so many things and so much wisdom to be learned in that. And I remember one time, when I was just getting started and I think I might've shared this on the last episode that I shared about whatever you own owns piece of you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But it's just that same thing is how many things do I want to own as possessions and how much of that do I want to own me? But I would just say it's been so refreshing. And for us, I felt more free that we have the time and the capacity financially, mentally, emotionally to pursue more things because we have less things, right. To pursue more experiences because it's just that's all that's all you really focus on out here is experiences. <laughs> that's all you're really thinking about every day is like, okay, what hike am I going to go on? What beach am I going to go play at? Where's the surf really good at today? Is it going to be raining? Because if so, I, I need to figure out when that's happening so I can get to the skate park and ride my skateboard. It's just all around getting out.
2: I was talking to a, a new friend yesterday. They recently moved here. And I don't know the square footage of her condo. She was she took me over to her condo to show me her condo. And it's her and her husband and three kids. And it's a one bedroom condo.
0: Probably 600 square feet, 700 square feet.
2: Yeah, probably. No more for sure. But she was just showing me how how they had downsized like all their possessions fit into the one bedroom that has a closet. They all fit in that one closet. It was kind of blowing my mind because I was like, how do you do this? Like, how did you pull this off? She's like, it is, there is some challenges to it, but she said overall, they really, really are, are loving it.
0: Yeah. That's the amazing thing. It's not like a lot of families out here live in tiny homes and are miserable. Like most of the families that I, like Tate and I were at jujitsu yesterday and the guy was telling us that he and his wife and his two children live in an 800 square foot home. Then they're absolutely in heaven. Cause like, the goal isn't to be in the home a lot. <laughs> Our goal is to like be out exploring and, and creating experiences. You know, I even think about when we first decided to come out here, I kind of had my bare necessities of how many clothes I was going to bring. And then I talked to a couple of people that lived out here and they're like, nope, like pare down. So then I even pared down and I talked to another person, pared down. So I got like way down in my mind, the most bare minimum of shoes, pants, you know, board shorts, t-shirts. And I brought very little out, like all of my all of my stuff fits in like a really small section of the closet and then in a couple of drawers. and now being here, I have too much stuff. like I could cut all of it probably in half or even more, and would still have like plenty. it's just but it's just amazing how I had no awareness of that at all prior to coming here, and it's just easy to get wrapped up in it or or caught up in it like i I even remember when we went back to the mainland this summer. We'd been in two weeks and with, with without intentionally thinking it, I started having these thoughts like, maybe I maybe we need a bigger house. Maybe we need like nicer cars. And then I was like, wait, where is that coming from? I don't I don't even think I care about that. And by the way, this isn't this also isn't this episode, at least in my opinion, isn't meant to like make nice things or nice cars or nice homes bad or wrong in any way, shape, or form there's just something that we're present to right now around our experience.
2: Yeah. Something that we personally want to take with us. And we've already been like last night, we actually even had a conversation about, okay, when we, are we going to ship our two minivans back? (laughs) Do we ship our two minivans back?
0: Yeah. wherever, Wherever we go. And if, when we go back,
2: yeah, will we ship those back? And then, you know, if not, what kind of cars will we get? And I was telling Chris like we should just get another another like truck like that you that you sold, but then I was like, no, but is that is that what we want? Like I want to be really clear that that's that that's what we want. like do we want another new vehicle or are we gonna live differently going back?
0: And I think maybe another another thing to point out here is I don't think it's about having a smaller home versus a bigger home or an older car versus a newer car. I think it's possible to have whatever size home you want to have. And that's awesome. And it's every person's right to have whatever they want. I think it's possible to have the newest, nicest car and still be really clear that those things don't really like matter that much. It's a decision and a choice you've made. I think where it gets a little bit dangerous is when we get wrapped up in it. And for me, I will say though, having the bigger home and having the nicer car, it's more likely I do get wrapped up in it, but it's possible to have both, right? It's possible to have a really nice home, really big, beautiful home, really beautiful, like new car and not be wrapped up in it. So I think for me more so the lesson isn't what kind of car I have or what kind of home. It's just the mindset and what I place value on.
2: And what do you think the risk in, in it is?
0: In, in, in what?
2: In like you talk about getting caught up in it. Like, so what? Like what's the risk in doing that?
0: I'll I'll speak to personal experience. It's comparison. You know, I found myself already, like I said, wasn't, it wasn't just like, maybe we need a bigger house. Maybe we'd need, maybe I need a nicer car, a newer car where those thoughts were generated from was me comparing myself to other people, like mm-hmm. seeing where they're at and seeing the kind of home they live in or seeing what kind of car they drive. And it created, well, maybe I need that. So I think comparison is so dangerous and and just gnarly in so many ways. It has been for me. It's like the moment I find myself in comparison to someone else, I just don't ever feel good. I feel like I'm not enough. I feel like I'm a failure. I feel like I'm way far behind i should be further ahead like just i have regrets about my past it just that's the risk in it for me is is getting into that mode of just and and i think there's a quote comparison is the thief of all joy and i think it's because we can't comparison prevents us from being grateful for what we have and appreciating what we have and so we spend more of our energy focusing on what isn't and what we don't have than what is and what we do have.
2: Yeah. I think that's a really beautiful distinction. And I think underneath it all, like that is the real, the real lesson here. I think.
0: Yeah. What would you say the risk is like in getting caught up in it? Cause there's been, and, and and admittedly we've been caught up in it (laughs) like Mm -hmm. plenty of times and I'm sure we still will at times.
2: I think it would be along the same lines. I might just add that it would be chasing things that, you don't really want necessarily like you think that you want them, but they don't actually lead to any more fulfillment or happiness or joy or like improve your quality of life. And then you just realize one day like, what What am I doing?
0: (laughs) What's this all for? I think it's actually a really healthy question that we have started learning to ask ourselves on somewhat of a regular basis. And it's, I think it's a really, again, like I think that question of, okay, what, What's the lesson for me to learn? Like always looking for it. And then I think another question we've gotten in the habit of asking over the years is well, okay, what, what's it all for? And sometimes that just wakes us up to, oh, I'm not, I'm not really doing this for any other reason other than I maybe think I should, or I'm comparing myself to other people.
2: Yeah. I think that's the underlying message I would want to come across here.
0: Yeah. So maybe it's an opportunity to just identify for all of us, you know, what what really truly is important in this idea of things and possessions and how much how much value and worth do we place on those and how often do we find ourselves comparing ourselves to other people like Melissa said I've heard multiple people say you know there was a time in their life where they were really lost and I've heard multiple people say yeah I was I was spending money on things I didn't want to have experiences that I didn't enjoy to hang out with people I didn't really like (laughs) you know but you but you get wrapped up in that and so yeah, I'm just really grateful for the experience for that lesson. And maybe this is another lesson that we do a separate podcast about. But I also think I the island, especially this area, of the North Shore has really forced me as kind of a hard charging maximizer, love to go, 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 no patience. It's forced me to slow down to its pace. And at first I fought it and it was really hard for me. And then I just kind of submitted to it. And still work, obviously, and still and productive. But I think there's something to do with this, this idea of focusing our value on things and possessions and the frantic nature or the frantic pace at which we run in our lives. And I don't know which one's created which, but I feel like the less focused we've become on things and possessions and cars and homes, it almost seems that maybe our lives have just slowed down too. Like we run at way less of a frantic pace, in my opinion than we ever did before we moved here.
2: Yeah, I could totally see that.
0: Okay, so what's your takeaway, Melissa, for everyone? What would you share in
2: closing? Yeah, that's a great question. I wanted to ask you that one first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the takeaway closing is, yeah, maybe look at your life and the things that you're striving to achieve right now. Maybe take a step back and be like, okay, really, what what is my motivation right now? Is this really like internally motivated by something I really want? think that will improve my life, or my family's life. Or is it, maybe it's a little bit of, of that comparison or that, you know, well, my neighbor has this, but so I think I should have it too, or whoever it is that you're, that you're looking at wanting to, wanting to emulate.
0: Yeah. I think I love that. I think for me, I want to be really cautious too. And just again, say that this, this is not for me. This episode is not about having a smaller home. Or having a like a, a less nice car. I've seen really powerful things come when people set like a goal and a dream to like have a certain car, have a certain home and like go create that, make that happen. And totally. it's just driven from a really great place. I think it's more the underlying like motivation of like what what are we doing it for? To your point, are we doing it to compare ourselves or is it like, no, like this is really meaningful to us as a family? This is really what's important to us. Yeah. And I just hope it's a lesson that I Never forget. And I'll say in closing for me, it has been really eye-opening to see what's happened in my life as I've consciously pursued less in all forms.
2: That sounds like a cliffhanger. Like what's happened in your life?
0: Well, just, I think, I mean, I hinted to it a little bit earlier, but just the freedom I feel, I don't feel as bogged down by having so many things that I'm responsible for things that I have to like upkeep and like look after and just I think I have more capacity to think and get inspiration and downloads and insights and like really be with my family and, and really be more focused on experiences. Like we talked about in the last podcast, because look, I only have so much capacity mentally and in a calendar. And so the more things that I have in my world and the bigger those things are, the more likely they are to take up more mental capacity and like actual time on my calendar. And so the less things I have, <laughs> I have space freed up to, do other things and pursue other things or like create other experiences. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Hey there. Thanks for listening to today's episode.
1: To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes.
0: And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together.
1: Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode.
0: We will see you in the next episode.